views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Super welcome. It's great to be uh, tuning in uh, to all of you and having you tune in to us. I'm really super excited about the show today. Let me tell you why. Uh, But first, let me say hi to Mr. Benny. Hi, Mr. Benny. I'm a little disappointed in the basketball. Outcome. Oh, yeah, me too. Gonzaga, the Gonzaga gave it a good whirl, and uh, but yeah. UNC, UNC came out on top. It was a great game. I just kind of have my own uh, words, but I'm not going to say them on the air about our referees that were calling that game. But but I, you know, to I got to think. I I was asking myself, you know, what were them people smoking? I mean, how can the television be like we're watching it and we're thinking, oh, okay. No, but you know what I've come to know is sometimes things just happen in ways that don't make sense. Uh, very true, like sense. like Big Bertha right now, going tunneling out right now. Do you hear about it? Big Bertha she, she's ready is to, she's, she's ready to break ground. She is ready to break ground, and Big Bertha, Benny, tell people we're not insulting anyone here, no. so we just want to be clear. <laughs> Tell everybody what it is, because I think it is a beautiful metaphor for life, right? And about what today's show show is about. But it is it is a momentous uh, event. Yeah, in uh, very well, we've been watching the news sources and stuff like that. But yeah, within, yeah. within the hour, I guess is what they're predicting as far as our our how long is it now? Maybe three or four year project of our yeah. tunneling underneath the uh, Seattle Viaduct, and we're making you know for uh, Washington uh, State Department of Transportation, and their tunneling project of like two miles, nine thousand plus feet or whatever, is finally yep. uh, coming to a completion. At least the hole being dug. Other than that, yep. we'll have more traffic. So. Hopefully this will take care yeah, of something. Yeah, exactly. Now, don't don't anybody get like crazy about the expectation. Big Bertha still has a a, a few years for the <laughs> tunnel soul to be yeah. uh, literally right. embarked here, uh, but we won't go into that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> No, today we're talking with, I'm telling you, I've really been looking to this conversation with Janet Connor. Um, you know, we get to have conversations and talk about how we can live the most amazing lives. When we discover who you are, mm-hmm. remember why you are here and live a life you love. That's what Janet books about. Find your soul's purpose. So today, I love introducing all of you, this is hot off the press, to the answers to some questions that I know 
are coming up for many of us in the worlds we live in today. And so when we ask, what is this soul purpose about? You know, is it a calling? Is it an identity? If it is it an infusion of meaning, is it this accelerated expansiveness of goodness? I'm not going to answer that because <laughs> Janet's here today, writer, soul communicator, creator, radio host, spiritual field guide, and much more. Janet, great to have you here. Not only am I thrilled to be here, Pat, but I want your listeners to know that this is, the book is Being Born. Her pub date was Saturday, April the 1st. Mm. And this conversation with you, Dr. Pat, is the very first conversation about Find Your Soul's Purpose. So thank you and your listeners for helping me give birth to my next book. I love it. You know, Giving, let's start with the giving birth because, you know, Benny and I were just talking about uh, a piece of equipment, a very large piece of equipment that really has spent uh, a really long time underground digging, 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 and will be popping out to daylight. And I thought, isn't this fascinating that I am talking with you about soul's purpose and right simultaneously this big birth a piece of equipment will be seeing daylight for the first time in i don't know benny like years right years isn't that what happens janet isn't that what happens sometimes when we're searching 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 we cannot see the daylight Well, my life is a perfect example of that. (laughs) I, like I think almost everybody, set out with a real clear picture. I know who I am. I know what I'm doing. And I'm going to be a very successful human resource consultant after my career at Cable News Network creating the program. And I had 11 years running a division of a Fortune 500 search firm. I was walking a really straight line, refusing to look to the left or the right. The fact that I was miserable... Well, let's just ignore that. The Mm -hmm. fact that I was in a toxic marriage, oh, let's ignore that. I was determined that I knew what I was here to do. Mm -hmm. And thank God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank God that that road was stripped away. I dropped like Bertha into the darkness. It wasn't (laughs) fun at the time. It wasn't Mm -hmm. fun at the time. But oh, my God, am I grateful. There's something else, Pat, about the timing that I think is extraordinary that your listeners might be interested in. Sure. A lot of us have had the last week or 10 days, the last two weekends have been, huh, what? I've gotten emails from people. I suddenly got sick. I never got sick. Oh my God, there was this big betrayal. (gasps) This door slammed and shut in my face. Well, it took me a few deep soul writing sessions to figure it out. If you follow the lunar calendar, Not the solar calendar that, thanks to the Catholic Church, is the calendar that everybody in the West follows. But the lunar, the feminine, the divine feminine, the moon-directed calendar. 2017, the new year, just started. It Mm. just started in this three-day intense time period on March 26th, 27th, and 28th. So we are, right along with Bertha, right along with my book, 
giving birth. And I and and once you sort of realize, oh, wait a second, it's not me. I'm not crazy. The entire cosmos is helping me. I'm going through these labor pains and the light. Yes, the light. I am create, creating the life that wants to be lived, wants to be lived in and through and as me. So mm-hmm. how about that? My book's well, being born, birth is being born, and oh. 2017 is coming to life. I don't think there are any coincidences for things. You know, this is a birth year for us too. Um, it is a year where we're giving birth to two major entities. I think we have been doing development for as long as Bertha has been uh, underground in the dark. But it now makes sense to me based on what you just shared. You know, what makes sense now is here we go. And this is where anything that perhaps we've been holding on to, we might want to put in review how important is it for us to stop for a minute. And I think you say in your book, look deeply into your own eyes. I think that, did I get that right? That's Mm -hmm. in your book, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's my sense of what's coming up right now for me. Is that the thing to do? There's an, uh, one more piece of this that popped Please. in my mind just now while you're talking about that you, I remember being on with you two years ago, three years mm-hmm. ago for Soul Vows and you were talking then about recreating, creating this whole new network. Yeah. So here's another interesting piece from the astrology and numerology standpoint. 2016, if you add up the two, the zero, the one, and the six, Mm -hmm. was a nine year. It was the completion of a nine year cycle. So 2017, which is being born, you know, as we speak, is a one, two plus zero plus one plus seven is a 10, reduces it to a one. Now look at the number one. So first of all, this is the beginning of a new nine year cycle. What we give birth to in 2017 is carrying us all the way to 2025? I mean, that's, that's kind wow. of a, woof. oh, okay. And, and that can feel a tad overwhelming. Now, I'm not a classically trained numerologist, but I adore numerology. So your listeners might get this simple kick out of it. Look at the number one, just in your mind right now, look at the number one. She stands straight, erect, alone, independent. She is finding her way, but look at how she stands. Her feet are in this human experience. They're on Mother Earth. They're in the life you're living. But her head is totally connected with the divine. It's in Father Sky. And so if we can create a 2017 that is this exquisite human divine foundation, a foundation of prayer and purpose and meaning, if we can create the life we're here to live, then... 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. 2020. You and I are going to have to have this conversation in 2025. See what, what we gave birth to. I know. Uh, you know, I, I want to take a short break. And when we come back, you know, Janet, I would love to explore with you um, what it is that the soul may or may not do to get our attention. <laughs> you know, the 50 shades of soul connection what is it how does it happen and how can we really tap back 
when it comes to our attention. For those of you out there, Janet Connor joining me here today, Find Your Soul Purpose, Soul's Purpose is the book, but more importantly, this is really a conversation with an invert invitation. When we come back, we're going to talk more about, you know, how this book really cultivates a lifetime of work for Janet. But more importantly, how might we, how might we explore our life, perhaps in a way that we just did not know how to do. Let's take a short break, everyone. We will be right back. And we have got copies of this fabulous book to give away. We'll be right back. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic are you ready to start winning at the game of life Lynn Brown host of get into it winning at the game of life is here to help you reach places and goals that you never thought possible. Lynn is an intuitive healer with a specialized background in financial healing. She combines her intuitive nature and her wholesome approach to financial planning. To learn more about her financial planning services, contact her personally at letter R, letter U, Intuit.com. Introducing the Lucid Planet, a digital gathering place featuring cutting-edge, high-vibrational content that will empower and inspire you to become the greatest version of yourself. Visit the Lucid Planet today to stimulate your mind, body, and soul as you connect with a global community of like-minded people. The Lucid Planet is edited by renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly Neff, who is here to help you cope with anxiety, connect to your higher purpose, uncover your true passions, and live your dreams. Dr. Kelly's fresh, compassionate perspective emphasizes growth, transformation, healing, and thriving. Even in the face of adversity, say goodbye to bad news and low vibrational media for good and become part of the larger collective of people working together to navigate the global shift of consciousness and transform the world from within. Join the planet, the Lucid Planet. Visit thelucidplanet.com. Welcome home. Tune in to the Psychic Professors Show, The Voices of Spirit Radio, with international medium and spirit artist Dr. Susan Barnes on Transformation Talk Radio. Featuring a variety of spiritual topics such as psychic art, spiritualism, EVP, psychic development, and mediumship. This hit call-in show provides listeners with breakthrough wisdom to enliven and enlighten their lives. Visit spiritartgallery.net for show days and times.
everybody. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Pat. For more information about us, you can go ahead and find us at the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com or even the transformationnetwork.com. Um, we are today talking with Janet Connor, a fabulous book, Find Your Soul's Purpose, Discover Who You Are, Remember Why You Are Here, Live a Life You Love. And uh, we're going to be giving Benny a couple of copies of the book away. I'd love to just start giving the first uh, copy away right now to our first caller, 1-800-930-2819. Please give us a call, 1-800-930-2819. Janet, what is the best way for people to find out more about you and also get their own copy of the book? Well, the book, because it is published by Canary Press, is, as the saying goes, available everywhere. (laughs) Books are sold. And that literally means everywhere. A person on my Facebook page said, can I find this book in Italy? Sure enough, it was at Amazon.it. And so ask, please, at your local bookstore. It's so important that we support our brick and mortar bookstores. And you can also purchase it online everywhere in the world, especially the ebook version. And you can come and visit me at JanetConnor.com. The only thing you have to remember is to spell Connor, C-O-N-N-E-R. And I've got information about this book, all my books, all my courses. There's a lot going on at JanetConnor.com. Awesome. Um, Before the break, I was talking about um, a couple things that I think were on my mind a little bit. And you really uh, tapped into it when you talked about sort of new beginnings. And I really do think that Big Bertha is a metaphor for being in the dark, but moving forward and having faith that ultimately that place that that uh, she's going to come out here pretty soon in, in Seattle is the place that you really wanted to come out. But along the way, Bertha has had a lot of tools, a lot of help, a lot of support. And I was really struck by that in reading your book. Here's what our listeners uh, are asking in, in a lot of different ways. How do I stay true to my soul's purpose, understand what it is, especially in the context of what is going on in the world around me. Now, that's a general question, Janet, but I think you know what I'm asking there. Well, and actually, everybody is um, feeling this right now, the Mm -hmm. world, and it's not just in the United States, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Look at what's happening in Russia. Look what's happening in the Mm -hmm. Middle East. Look at Brexit. You know, there is just this foment, this chaos. So everybody is feeling it, but It's shifted us. It's sort of got people in such a state of chaos that their feet aren't on the ground and they're Mm. not doing their spiritual practice and they're not understanding how to go inside to find that sacred place Mm -hmm. where you do know who you are and you do know why you're here and you can keep going through the chaos and not only keep going through the chaos, but actually help shift it. So you said this about the darkness, the darkness, Mm -hmm. the darkness, the darkness. Here's a very helpful metaphor. Once again, going back to Big Bertha, show me something that isn't born in the dark. Every single one of us, right? We grew in our mother's room in the dark. The seed in the ground grows in the dark. You have to enter the dark, the womb, the black, the void, the unknown. You've got to go there. And of course, 
in the West, we're all so fabulously trained that I have to have the answers and I just have to plot along following the answers. And then, of course, your life falls apart and you go, well, those weren't the answers. So it's actually a gift. Doesn't feel like it. But the chaos that we're in right now and the chaos individually that we may be perceiving, the questions that are arising that we don't think we can answer, these are all a very sweet, divine invitation. Come, dear, let us go into the dark and let Mm -hmm. us go into the dark together. And that's where you find your real answers. And then what happens, Pat? The seed starts to grow. And she rises up out of the ground and becomes a tree, a flower, a fruit tree. That's us. That's the metaphor in the book. We go into the dark, in the sacred spiral, down, 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 not knowing what's going to happen next. And Mm. when we're willing to get out of our intellectual way, when we're willing to just listen to the wisdom of our soul, we receive our own seed planted in our heart and then coming up, rising up out of the earth. We give birth to a life we can deeply, deeply, deeply love. But you don't get there unless you're willing to say, I don't know and I want to know. And I'm willing to go inside myself, be still, be quiet, ask the big questions and follow where my soul takes me. You know, I was reading, Janet, some of the things that have been said about the book. Um, You know, many of the things said about the book. But I was also struck by some of the words that Richard Rohr wrote. Um, And, you know, talking about other things you had done. Mm -hmm. And the The question I think for a lot of people is, I seem to be stuck Mm -hmm. and I seem to be caught in a loop. Then I get your book and I found it really interesting because as I'm reading your book, you know, you're talking about walking the sacred spiral. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about loop one, loop two, loop three, (laughs) loop four, loop five, loop six, loop seven. And I'm thinking, wow. Uh, Maybe it's not so bad being in the loop. The difference is (laughs) stuck is not the same as you describing. Can you tell our listeners about the beauty of this? Because it really is magical to me. Well, the spiral is magical. Yeah. But and, and we're surrounded by spirals. Everything growing is a spiral. The galaxies above us are a spiral. Our DNA, we're spirals. And I was stunned to discover, because I started poking around, tell me more about this, spirals. We even grow in the womb. We grow in a spiral around the umbilical cord. There are spirals absolutely everywhere. The spiral is the blueprint of all of creation. So, of course, it makes perfect sense that the greatest spiritual walk of your life would follow a spiral. But I still didn't really understand the cosmic potential of the spiral until I turned to a sacred geometry book by Francine Hart, who I think is the greatest living artist of of sacred geometry. Mm -hmm. And she's the one who said the spiral is the accelerator of consciousness. Mm. Now... 
We want to step out of the ordinary, go deep into our own souls, walk this sacred spiral, making these mystical discoveries on each loop. Each loop is an adventure, and I give you very specific, oh, here's your deep soul explorations on loop one. And then you get to integrate everything that had happened on loop one, which is basically discovering the spiral and walking the spiral for the first time Mm -hmm. with a guided meditation. And then you get to walk a fun labyrinth and you can walk it in person, of course, if there is a labyrinth near your home, but for most of us, there aren't. And so we created these mystical, magical, I mean, just the, the wildest looking labyrinths you've ever seen in your life. And you can walk mm. them with your finger. You still have the identical impact of entering the womb because a labyrinth is the womb of the Divine Mother. It's a three-dimensional, it's not flat, looks flat. Yeah. Right? You step forward and you look at a labyrinth on the ground in front of you. It looks like it's a path and it's pretty. It's so much more than that. You're actually stepping into a three-dimensional hologram, a living womb of the divine feminine, of the divine mother. So you have all these adventures walking down, down, down this sacred spiral. And yes, Mm. each loop is just another. See, when we say, oh, I'm stuck in a loop, we mean we're going in a circle that you can't get out of. We're just repeating like Groundhog Day. (laughs) The same thing over exactly. and over. But the exactly. spiral takes you naturally into, okay, you've walked this, you've discovered this, now you're ready to drop down into the next. And now you've made those discoveries. Now let's go deeper down into the next. So it's a very peaceful, easy, step by step by step, one foot in front of the other, and yet you're being taken into a very deep mystical, mm-hmm. mystical adventure. Well, I want to ask you, before the break, I I mentioned something really important, but I wanted to make sure that we talked about this because uh, some folks uh, say that, listen, the soul is always trying to get our our attention. Sometimes it starts with a whisper and other times it starts with a roar. Um, And I I want to talk about this idea of finding your soul's purpose, um, because sometimes things may not seem in alignment. Like for me, I'm a kid from New York who stuttered most of her teenage years to be on radio that would not be in my little uh, school yearbook thing. No. Right. And even how I got here wasn't because of some giant business plan. So this, my soul must have helped me dial the wrong phone number. I would love for you to talk about this a little bit because well, it may not be the obvious. Oh, well, it's never the obvious because uh-huh. you're also trained to walk that straight path. Just like you said, oh, I'm a stutterer, so I can't do anything that requires public speaking. But the soul knows. The soul knows why you're here. We just forget. We just forget. And then we're so conditioned. We're so trained in our educational systems and in our corporate tr- systems to not listen to your intuition. Your body knows, your soul knows, and it's been sending you the messages. The messages might be illness. The messages might be pain. The messages might be a relationship that dies right in front of you. And you wonder, what happened? What happened? Why isn't that person speaking to me anymore? That could be your angels closing a door. There could be a pain, an itch, 
a wondering growing inside you, a question that won't leave you alone. It could be a dream. It could be something that happens synchronistically. Every time you turn on the radio, you hear this particular phrase or this particular song. You see how there is no end Mm. to the ways that your cellular memory is communicating with you. And it does rise through your body. It's your eyes that see that billboard. It's your ears that hear that song on the radio. And it's your gut. If everybody would just tune into their gut, every single person on this planet is clairsentient. Mm-hmm. And that means rising through your bowels, rising through your heart, rising through that tight jaw, rising through that clenching of your shoulders. However, your body is communicating with you. Mm-hmm. And I call that the mystics. No, your body's yeah. telling you, no, no, don't talk to her. No, don't go there. No, don't pick up the phone. No, don't buy that book. No, don't eat that food. And your body's telling you all the time. We just don't listen. So what happens in not just Find Your Soul's Purpose, but all my books, every single one of them, starting with Writing Down Your Soul, is about listening to all the ways that your divine teacher, your angels, your guides, your guardians, your very soul are communicating with you. And if we just start listening and then following and then following, even though you don't know where it's going, like you. Okay, you follow, and the next thing you radio, what? Are you out of your mind? What? Yeah, but, right. Right? But it's but 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 you're being led, you're being led, you're being led, and you listen to your guidance. In my books, I give you so many tools. Yeah. To have the confidence to trust your soul's stories, your soul's voice, what you dream, what you hear. And then you take that little baby step and say, Okay, I am gonna go there. And now you're slipping into the mystics, yes. Mm -hmm. But you can't get there without first honoring this very loud spiritual voice. No, it's your best friend. Yeah. You know, let's talk about something for a minute that I think we so often blow by and we'll go ahead and skip break. Um, want to give out, uh, again, uh, we'd love giving copies of books away. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Um, how often have you heard, have I heard, and have we, we both said, you know what? I'm never going to get my soul's purpose. I've tried everything. And, you know, you've laid out a blueprint for helping people, which I think is amazing. Um, I want to ask you this question. Sometimes we're looking, looking, looking. And just like I, I asked before, you know, we're looking at this way almost from a place of entitlement maybe even more from a place of complaining. And there is an energy and a vibrational connection. Almost what I like to think about is a soul DNA. And how can we as individuals um, fine tune our, our skill at paying attention? You have so many examples in the book. But I'm sitting here now and I'm thinking to myself, okay, who am I? Mm -hmm. And 
am I okay, Janet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I okay with who I am? See, there's a two-part thing that goes on, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, well, if you... At if, least two If parts. you um, embraced the answer to the question, and I'm not giving away anything... Um, in the book by telling you the answer to the first part of the subtitle, which discover who you are. This is who you are, Pat. This is who I am. This is who every listener is. Every single one of us is a divine being. Teilhard de Chardin said it. We've all heard it. We've repeated it, but I don't think we quite embraced it. He said, we are not human beings trying to have spiritual experiences. Mm -hmm. We are spiritual beings here to have a human experience. That's what it means to be a soul. You actually are already a divine being. Mm -hmm. So if you know in your cells, in your heart, I am a divine being, Mm -hmm. then of course you have complete peace with who you are in this world. How can you not be at peace with the fact that you, this precious divine soul, has chosen to be here, right here, right now, amidst this wild world we've got going on around us. So the part that makes us say, oh, but I can't find my soul's purpose, is we're misdefining, we're misunderstanding what this word means. And it's because of the word purpose. You know, and I really struggled with, can I come up with a different word besides purpose? But it is the word that everybody is looking for. What's my purpose? What's my purpose? But the problem is we apply that word in a business setting. We apply it as it's a job. It's a career. It's something I have to perform. It's something I have to accomplish. I should be able to measure. Am I achieving it? Your soul's purpose is not a career. It's not a role. It's not a job. It's not a goal. There is nothing to measure. There is nothing to accomplish. You are living it right now. You're just not conscious of it. So everybody has a different way. But if you visualize the divine, the mystery, the transcendent, by any name or nature that you perceive it, the divine is the ultimate purpose of all of creation. Otherwise, why do we have all of creation? Yeah. So the, the, in the Islamic tradition, um, there's a beautiful, beautiful, I think it's one of the most beautiful sentences in all of history. It's called a hadith, which means that Muhammad said it, but it isn't written in the Quran. And the hadith is God is speaking and God said, I was a hidden treasure and I loved to be known. And so I created the world that I might be known. And you could spend the rest of your life, as religious scholars have, just trying to enter the mystical depth of that sentence. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, that is what I call uh, the invitation of all invitations right there. Yes. That's it. It really is. It's and the invitation, invitation with a capital I. You, that invitation is for me, every single one of us. Yeah. And we came into this world knowing that we carried it. But it is part of the whole great human wacko adventure that we forget. And, you know, we ask ourselves, well, why, why the hell did I forget? And I mean, why can't I remember this stuff? I mean, if I was a soul and I chose to be here, then excuse me, wh- wh- why do I forget? Now, there's uh, all kinds of legends. Yeah. All kinds of stories. Pluto had a story. Plato had a story. The Romans had a story. There's all kinds of myths. 
But my favorite one is from, it's a beautiful Jewish story. And the Jewish story is that, okay, we're getting ready to be born. We're carrying all this information. We know our soul's purpose. We've got it. We know that we're divine beings. And there we are entering this human experience. And as we're being born, the angel comes up to us and presses its finger against our upper lip. Now go ahead and press your finger against the upper lip. You see that adorable little double, that little like river, that little chasm. And that's when we forgot because the angel pressed on our upper lip. And, and the funny part about that, aside from the fact that it's an adorable story, is the minute I read it, I realized every single time I'm trying to remember something, I'm sitting here at the computer and I'm wondering, wait a second, wait a second. I catch myself yeah. and I put hand over my mouth and my index finger is on that spot on my upper lip. So I think that ancient Jewish story is onto something. But that's why we're here. We, we came here knowing we would forget. It's okay to forget. Now we have the great adventure of remembering yeah. And so what Find Your Soul's Purpose does is it gives you a map. Don't worry, sweetheart. I'm right with you. I will walk beside you as we walk the sacred spiral all the way back in time. You go through your adult life, your young life, your teenage life, your baby life. You even remember your birth, which you don't think you can remember, but you can. And then you even have experiences as a fetus. And finally, you step out of time. And and you remember everything. And then you're able to carry it back, now conscious. And that's how you are able to now create a life that you adore because you know. You know why you're here. You know who you really are. And I give you a whole chapter of, of tools and skills to help you grow that little seed into a beautiful, juicy, big tree, the life that you yeah. love. I, I was really struck by um, uh, many things in the book, but I would love for you to talk about your the way that you invite us to use uh, icon eyes. Mm. I, did I get that right? Icon oh, eyes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think you were talking about revisit, uh, remember, uh, re-see, revisit, re-see, and remember your past. And uh, I thought, wow, what is this? Icon <laughs> Because it's different. It's different. And I would love for you to share this today a little well, bit about it, it that. It came from a personal experience. And, and this is always, this is where my books come from. I don't sit mm -hmm. here and intellectually think about them. I mm -hmm. invariably fall into the experience like divorce brought me, writing down your soul, bankruptcy bought me the lotus and the lily. And I, I don't appreciate any of these things at the time, huh. but oh, do I appreciate them later because I understand that doors opened in my soul and I was invited into a profound experience. So what happened with what became Icon Eyes is that I had two experiences where I regretted something. Mm. Oh, I mean, just tears right. pouring down my cheeks. How, oh my God, look at this mistake I've made. I so regret. And then I had, without understanding why, without understanding what was happening, I simply followed in deep soul writing these questions that kept rising. I went back and revisited the great regret of my life, which was that I did not bring my son to visit my husband in the hospital the night before he died. Talk about a regret, right? Yeah. But I back and had the experience in deep soul writing. I went back. We went back. I took my Jerry to visit his father. 
and I could feel, feel this whoosh mm-hmm. of all the regret leaving my body. So when it came time to write the book, I asked all of my guides and guardians to show me how can I give this gift to other people? How can we look back at something in our past that we regret? And I have you walk the sacred spiral and your soul will direct you to a scene that you regret. And you look at that scene. And with your human eye, think about an icon. Icons are the left eye and the right eye don't match. Right. On purpose. That's on purpose. Only who knew that, right? It turns (laughs) out the reason an icon, a Greek or an Orthodox icon is painted that way, it's painted as an instrument of prayer. It's not a painting. It's not a picture. It's an instrument of mystical prayer. And so when you're staring at it, you are looking into one human eye and into one divine eye. And the divine eye opens you to see and pray in and with and as the divine. That's the purpose of an icon. So I'm having this mystical experience. It happened first in a dream where I'm inside the spiral and having this encounter with the transcendent mystery that is the culmination of the fourth loop. And suddenly I realized, wait a second, when I am looking at the beloved, the beloved is looking at me in this mystical dream encounter. And I realize the divine The mystery, the transcendent, only looks with love. Mm. Only looks with love. I am seen in unconditional love. So on the fifth loop, what you do is you go back and look at a scene that you regret. And you look at it first with your human eye and go, okay. (laughs) No, I wish I could change it. I'd like to change that. And then you look at that identical scene with your left eye, your divine eye. And a miracle happens because you are now the divine in and through and as you is looking at that scene, it can change because it is being seen with unconditional love. There never was a mistake. Now, listeners hearing that could go, what? What? How is that possible? By the time you get to the fifth loop, it's not only possible, it's easy, and it makes perfect sense. Right now, it might might sound like, wow. (laughs) And it actually is the biggest wow in the book. People think because of the title, oh, the biggest wow of this book is finding my soul's purpose, remembering my soul's purpose. And it is a wonderful experience to come back and know and know that you know why you're here. But I think, as you picked up, the biggest miracle in the book is realizing you can change the past. Yeah. You can change something you regret by yeah. looking at it through double eyes, human eye, divine eye, icon eyes. And here's the most amazing part, Pat. This isn't just a nice little idea. It actually changes energetically that person, that other person in the scene, past present, and even the future. And I explain that that's not Janet's idea. That's actually a Taoist truth 
from the 12th century. That's actually ancient Christian truth. Every single tradition points to this. We just we haven't been taught it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not- I mean, you know what you said, though, Janet, which I'm really uh, aware of and want to just mention this to our listeners. One is that you've used the word regret. And I just want to stop there for a minute because I've always, you know, I've always pondered this level of discomfort, you know, that I experienced for a large part of my life. And they show up in a couple of different ways. And unfortunately or fortunately, they all begin with the letter R, you know, regret, resentment and remorse. And, you know, when when I have a sense, let's just start with regret for a minute. Now in my life, it, it there's a light bulb that goes on. Sometimes it's dim. It's not like a hundred watt thing. Maybe it's 12 watts or something, but it does go on. And I know that when I feel that regret, it is an opportunity to get get right with something in my life, maybe my present, maybe my past, yeah. but never my future. And how do we look at those, let's just call them regrets for a moment and and say, wait a minute, I don't have to carry this forward in my life. The, the, this RE thing is a very, very, yes. very big deal. Yeah. And the opening that I received about the true meaning of RE actually came on my radio show interviewing Mark Nepo. Mm-hmm. And Mark Nepo Mark, suddenly yeah. said, I didn't know this, Pat. Did you know this? What remember actually means? I didn't because we have a tendency, once again, getting back to our Western left brain training that remember means to drag out of your memory something, some fact. You're supposed to remember things to take a test, right? We have a pretty, eh, it's not a very exciting view of the word remember, but it's a medical term, Pat. It's a medical term. Member, your members in the medical world to re Member means to rearrange, to restore, to renew the members of your body, the pieces, back to their original perfect form. Mm. So when you remember anything, a regret, a soul's purpose, a story in your past, as you are remembering it, you are re arranging, remembering yourself back into your divine form, your soul form, your original form, who you truly are as a divine being. And when you know that, then when a regret bubbles up, instead of feeling badly, you are absolutely right, Pat. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to perhaps revisit, re-see it through your icon eyes, bless it, Look at all the ways in which that story in your past has carried you to where you are. You couldn't be who you are. You couldn't be asking the questions. You couldn't be feeling what you're feeling if you hadn't had that quote unquote negative experience in the past. And as you return to it with your soul purpose in your hands, with your divinity alive in your heart, You can look at it with love, and it will remember you back 
into your original perfect shape. Yeah. Doesn't that just change completely this word regret? Yeah, it does. And, you know, it also reminds me of another word, which I love, which is refresh. Mm. Um, And, you know, I love that word because, uh, you know, I had a I had a mom that was just full of these little sound bites that we grew up with as kids. And she was always making a statement to us and they became words of wisdom. Uh, And one of the things that she would say to us on a regular basis was, you got to dust yourself off. (laughs) You just got to dust yourself off. And, And what she was saying is, you know, whatever that muck that you stepped in yesterday, whatever that was, it's as simple as dusting it off. And she was very clear about that. And I love that image because here's what I know about dust. You know, we all grow up with dust. We know it. But it just takes a simple dusting off the dust. Mm -hmm. And what you've got left is that original sense, that thing. And it was so important for me to remember that. And I was really struck by that in the book because you're not inviting us to become transformers in the next decade and convert ourselves into cars or something else. That's not what I read in your book. What is the message that we can say to folks that are thinking the news will never change? Mm. We're at a worst time ever. I can't live my dream. And boy, I don't even want to go on, Janet. What do we want to help people with here to say, no, we can get dusted off? Well, I actually, this brings up such an interesting (laughs) thing that happened to me. Soul Vows came out, uh, my uh, third book, came out March of 2015. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't even on the shelves. And Mm -hmm. I got a phone call from my new editor at my publisher. And she introduced herself and said, what's next? I said, what? What do you you mean? What's next? Aren't I supposed to be? promoting soul vows and she just kind of bypassed that and said no you know what are you going to write next and I said well your soul wants five things and so the next thing is soul purpose she said great Pat by the time we hung up I had a contract I had a pub date and Mm -hmm. I kind of looked around and went what just happened and I was actually a little flustered about it because I didn't feel ready And so I turned, as I do, when I'm not certain that I'm really tuned into the depth and breadth of this divine wisdom, I will have a conversation with the masters and teachers of the Akashic Record or the angels through my very dear friend, Margot Mastromarchi. So I called the angels. And my very first question was, "Uh, isn't this timing a little fast? Now, what they said, Pat, I didn't understand it in March of 2015, but just listen. They said, this is verbatim, your world is in crisis now. Wow. Now, it wasn't in crisis in March 2015. I mean, there were a lot of bad things happening, but would you have described it as a crisis? I wouldn't have. Your world is in crisis now. And each that lives their purpose will shift the alignment of what is happening in your world. And so... You have been brought to this place of writing faster than you expected, but in divine timing. Now, I didn't understand that. I didn't. But I started researching the book and, okay, 
lo and behold, do you think this is true? Is our world in crisis? Yes. So just think, Pat, every single one of us individually, when we remember our soul's purpose and bring it to fruition, to bring it to life, embody it on this earth, we not only create a life we love, that's nice, that's good, that's fun, and it is fun to live your soul's purpose, but you are also literally shifting the energetic vibration of the chaos in our world. Yeah. I couldn't have made that up, Pat. I couldn't no. in a million years. No, no. Now that I'm writing this book because we're going to be in crisis and we're going to shift the alignment of our world. But just think, every single one of us has a little bit to do. A little bit to do. So instead of fretting, and believe me, nobody's fretting more about the condition of the world right now than I am. Yeah. And I, I, I recognize all this because I grew up in the radical right. My parents were the very first, the original. <laughs> I grew up right. in this. I recognize this. It hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm upset. I'm upset. But then I return to, and so what can I do? Exactly. I can live my soul's purpose. So I'll tell you mine. My soul's Good. purpose is, I, Janet Connor, use words to connect people to the light. Mm. I live that. Every single day, every single day, in every newsletter, in every conversation, in every book I write, in every course I teach. I got a lot of words, Pat. I got a lot of words. But every single one of them has only one purpose, to connect the listeners, the readers, to mm. the light within, to their own divine light within. And when I return to that, then I am at peace. Yeah. I'm in joy with the life that I have been given. And I do think, I feel, I sense, I know that my book, Find Your Soul's Purpose, is helping shift what's going on in our world. Yeah, I get that sense too, because, you know, it. it I'm kind of like you. And someone asked me the other day, you know, uh, have I discovered my soul's purpose? And they didn't quite put it like you did in the book. Uh, I think they were being a little bit, what is it, sarcastic? And my answer was really clear. And I said, hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I bring forth positive conversations to create a better world. And I was like, oh, boy, there it is. Yeah. It's always been there. And you know what, Pat? You were living that when you were stuttering. You were living yes. that from the beginning because it's inside of us. It's not some new thing that, okay, in my 40s, I'm going to figure out why I'm here. <laughs> no, you, you've been doing it all along. It's just that it showed up in very unusual, very different yeah. ways. I know. Well, Janet, I love it. Before, Thank you so much for today. Um, before we uh, kind of wrap it up here, please, one more time, how can folks find out more about you and how can they get a copy of your book? And then one last question, what's your personal message? My website is Janet Connor, C-O-N-N-E-R dot com. The book is available right now everywhere in the United States and Canada. I think it's coming out momentarily in the UK. Go online and you will find, or at least you can pre-order. My final message is very simple. You are a divine being here to embody a divine purpose. Mm. Janet Connor, everybody, find your soul's purpose. I'm Dr. Pat, 
And, you know, step out there today and know that you too, you too have a soul's purpose. And we're going to hold incredible space for that to be revealed. And if you want some help, this is a book you're going to want to get. We'll see you next time, everybody. Audio was via a Skype call.